tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. We were talking a couple of days ago about how I don't have a problem texting people overnight. Like I have really weird hours. I work an overnight shift. And so when I respond to people, usually it's at 2.30 in the morning or 3 in the morning. Um, and I catch up on texts that I've received overnight. Jeff thinks it's rude. My comment to Jeff was, I think that most people at this point either have do not disturb on or, you know, whatever else. Um, and we asked for your thoughts. So Jeff Dollar, what was the consensus? There was, there was a clear majority, a clear majority. Of people that said text whenever you want. Of people who said you are being rude. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. So many people. Wow. Okay. So many people. I think it's unique to you and I because we have both worked unusual schedules, right? Um, but so when we go to bed, the phone is off. Correct. The majority of people saying no, their phone, their phone is on. We also have had unique jobs that where we're surrounded by people who work weird hours. Like you work in news. That's a 24 hour right. a day job. So th there's a reason for you to turn it off. The majority. Right, Cause there's emails coming into me yeah. literally every hour of the day, 24 hours a day. The majority of people um, who responded at least to, to the, the question you asked said that they leave it on in case there's an emergency in case, whatever, because if you don't work in, media or some other 24 hour type of career, everybody's on the same schedule as you. I can't even imagine that. I, first of all, I'm really, really shocked by it, but I will, you know, cut my behavior. I will not do that anymore. The thing that I worry about is I check my texts first thing when I wake up and if I see a text I know. and do. don't respond, then I'll forget. Or I leave it as a, you have a message and that will drive me crazy. You know what you can do? Now right. on the iPhone, hmm. you can pin conversations to the top. Oh, okay. You're going to have to teach me how to do that because that would be helpful. So then I can just look, oh, the, no, you pin people to the top. Yeah, but you, but you can pin. So if you open your text messages and you have five messages that came in from 6 p.m. the night before, uh -huh. you know, or whatever, you just pin all of those people to the top and they will stay but there. But there's only three spots. Oh, there is? I didn't know There's that. only three spots. Like oh. I have you, Chrissy, and Robin, and those are like my three people. So whatever you text is always on top. I did not know that there was a limit. Yeah. I do think, though, that everyone should know, and I don't know how to do it, and I need to figure this out, that there's people that you can set up to where if they call you more than three times when your phone's on, do not disturb your phone rings. Yeah. There's a lot of people who have kids off to college who have parents who are um, older and don't get around so well who live alone mm -hmm. or who have family members who are in like assisted living, like, mm -hmm. like retirement you know, communities, whatnot, stuff like that, or hospital. So they leave their phone on for that reason. So, uh, the, the most common sense advice where I'm like, huh, that's an, that's, that makes total sense. And we didn't even bring it up was somebody pointed out, why don't you just ask the people 
when you have a new business contact, just say, hey, sometimes I text in the middle of the night. Is that a problem? Yeah. And then that you can get a, a, a yes or no. Uh, I did just purely coincidentally, we have changed. We used to send out our weekly email on Tuesday afternoons. We accidentally sent it a couple of weeks ago on Wednesday morning, and so many more people received it and opened it and engaged with it than they do on Tuesday afternoons, which we picked Tuesday afternoon because some Google search said the best time to send yeah, we didn't know. an email we're, newsletter yeah. is Tuesday at 2.15, and we're like, perfect, Google said it, and we did it. But the reality is people are in the middle of their day, their work day. Mm -hmm. That's not really a convenient time to look at some recipes and funny dog memes, mm -hmm. you know? And so we moved it to Wednesday morning. I got an email yesterday that said, please unsubscribe me from your newsletter. I moved from somewhere on the East Coast to the West Coast, California, and the ding woke me up this morning. Because it went out at like 7.15 mm -hmm. our Eastern. time. And I'm like, okay, that's next. Notifications for emails, that's next level. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for mirrors. Oh, that's a random thing. Yeah, because imagine what life would be like if we didn't have mirrors. I have to tell you, when I was in high school, we had some sort of like eating disorder awareness club or something like that, and they would once a year tape all of the mirrors up at school. So like for 24 them. hours, you couldn't look at yourself in the mirror. It was so weird. It was so weird. Well, now you would just take your phone and hold up your phone. Like when you were in school, you couldn't really do that with your T-Mobile sidekick. I didn't even have a sidekick then. It was those little Nokia. Um, remember how they had the first big original Nokias that everyone had that you could change the faceplate on? I was so good at Snake. Oh my gosh, so I love that. And then they had the little version of it. I had the little version of it and I had a red plate on the top. Yep. The company at the time was Singular. Yep. Throwback. Yep. Um, but yeah, now it wouldn't matter. But there was no camera on that phone. <laughs> if there was, it was terrible. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for Lily. She always sits in the studio with us when we record and it really is the sweetest thing. I don't know why she does it, but she's done it since we started. Started recording down here. Started recording down here. Yeah, it's really sweet. Our friend Shep, who is six years old, has recently discovered Justin Bieber. And he was watching Justin Bieber videos on the YouTubes with his mom, uh, our friend Chrissy. And they're, you know, watching music videos, watching old interviews, watching TV appearances. And one pops up of Justin Bieber being interviewed by The Burt Show, which is the radio show in Atlanta I used to work on. And I was in the video. And Shep's like, that is Jeff. He knows Justin Bieber. Blue Shep's mind. 
And so I get a text from Chrissy that said, oh my gosh, Jeff, or um, Chef just realized that Jeff has been in the same room with Justin Bieber and he needs to know what he's really like. So can you, can Jeff tell us a Justin Bieber story? And I asked Jeff and you would have thought that I asked him to decide where Ellie's going to college or something like that. Like I, he was like, oh wow, this is really hard. Cause I, I don't want to let him down. You know, I, I've got to give him a good one. Well, I was trying to remember a really cool, really remarkable. Cause I think I've been around Justin, like four or five or maybe even a half a dozen times. And, um, he's always been friendly. He's always been polite. He's always really engaging. Uh, there was one time that I remember that where I think he was like in a bad mood or something. And I, his person even pulled us aside and said, he's not having the best day. And it had nothing to do with anything. Like maybe his tour bus got a flat or whatever. I don't know, but uh, there was nothing like Super remarkable. And then I remembered the very first time I met Justin Bieber in a really cool experience that I had with Usher at that first meeting. And to this day, I don't know if I got played or if it was legit. Okay. Getting Justin Bieber on the show was a challenge because... Nobody had heard of him at the time. He had no songs out. He had nothing, but he was this guy, this kid, kid, 12 years old, I think, maybe even younger than that at the time. And Scooter Braun, who was a friend of the radio show at the time, we all knew him from from Atlanta. He was like um, very well known in the music industry in Atlanta. So we all knew who he was. He called up and he's like, I want to bring this guy and his name, this kid in. His name is Justin Bieber. And um, Bert was like, I don't know. I don't know that. Like why we're going to give up primetime real estate, you know, on the radio. To an 11 year old to, that, to, that nobody knows. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. And I remember like I had to kind of broker the deal between Scooter and Bert. I was the producer of the show at the time, the executive producer of the show. So I had to kind of like, you know, play middleman. And finally Bert says, you know what? If Usher is Bieber's mentor, let's have them both in. We will have Usher in. Which is pretty genius, actually, uh-huh. to say we want Usher, too. Yeah, we'll have Usher. And if, if Usher is the guy who brings him in, then we'll have Bieber on. So that ended up happening. Yeah. I would, by the way, love to hear the conversation between Scooter and Usher, because, you know, Scooter got off the phone and called Usher and was like, I need oh, all right, I need a favor. Well, I don't think that was a problem because Usher was like an early investor yeah. in but Bieber. still, he's yeah. a superstar. I mean, he doesn't, he probably wasn't doing like yeah. a ton of, he didn't need radio. Right. So that ends up happening. And at some point, either before or after the interview, and it, keep in mind, I had zero, none of us at the radio station had zero idea who Justin Bieber was. Um, his song, Baby, had just started like it had been produced it's out in the world and they were trying to get radio stations to to play play it it. so old school but we didn't like i don't even know that i would have known the song if it came on like i wouldn't have been able right and at some point like during a break in the action uh 
Usher and I are walking down the hall together. I think he needed to know where the kitchen was or, or the bathroom. This is where I don't know if I was set up or not. As we're walking together, all of a sudden, like faintly, we hear a crowd of people singing a song. I'm like, what is that? We both, you know how when you're trying to concentrate on something that you're listening to, like you slow down. Yeah. Like we both kind of slowed down walking and I'm like, oh, that's in our lobby. What are they singing? And we listen and they're singing Bieber's song. They're singing Baby. They were early believers. A hundred percent. And I remember Usher looked at me with that, you know, smile that'll melt butter, that yeah. super charming. And he's like, I told you, man. And so I walked, we walked over and opened the door to the lobby, opened it up. And the crowd looked in our direction, all 12 year old girls, every one of them singing their hearts out. They saw Usher and kind of cheered a little bit, but didn't really care. They were there for Biebs. I have to this day, no idea if that was a super smart promotional stunt stunt by Scooter and Usher, right? If they somehow recruited this crowd of people to show up by the radio station, I will tell you this. The biggest crowd that we ever had at the radio station, like for an interview, okay? Well, every now and again, we would get, we call them backdoor guests, where they would insist on coming through the back to avoid people in the lobby. Mm-hmm. The only other people that had a notable crowd was Brian from the Backstreet Boys. He had like two dozen people in our downstairs lobby. Mm-hmm. And Lady Gaga had a couple. Mm-hmm. But this was 30 or 40 people, and they were in our in the upstairs lobby in the radio oh, station. You totally was got set up. Close. How would they even get up there? Exactly. Yeah. And it's so it was either Scooter and Usher pulling off the smartest promo stunt. Because you know who had to walk through that crowd to get to work? Our program director. The people that decide what goes. Our music director. Yeah. The people that decide if his song can be played on the air. Yeah. So we stood Genius. there. Yep. We stood there. With the door open. And I think I even said to Usher, I was like, that was a setup. Scooter did that, right? And and he was like, no, nah, man, people love this kid. And then we walked to the, you know, wherever he needed to go, the kitchen and got water or whatever and walked back. And of course, I walk in and I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe this, but there's 50 people in the lobby and they're all singing Bieber's song. And, and we're like, what? And then, of course, we talk about it on the radio. So there's your story, Shep. There's your Justin Bieber story. I He either had an amazing draw before anybody even knew who he was, or I was part of one of the slickest promotional stunts of all time and uh, got played. But that's your Justin Bieber story. In a totally, completely, 100% unrelated topic, I was thinking the other day, wondering to myself, because I do run through runway at this point for work because just like postpartum with my body, like I just, I don't know what my body's going to be like in two years. I don't want to invest in clothes that I'm not going to be able to fit in or whatever. So run through runway is just safe for me right now. And I like it. And I can always wear something different and always try new things. So that I subscribe to. And I was posting it on Instagram the other day. 
And with the comment of, I wonder if I will ever go, because the things I rent, I used to rent dresses from them. Now I rent sweaters, things to go with jeans, totally casual. Like the workplace style has totally changed. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and she said, I don't think that I'll go back to heels. Like, I think that this is just a time where things are going to shift. And I was wondering, you know, is this going to be something that they talk about in the history books? You know how they always talk about, you know, oh, like workplace style, They're like in, in the roaring 20s, everything was fashionable and fancy and glitzy. And what know. are those things that women used to wear and they would use it to cinch themselves? To Corsets. Look? Yeah. Like it'll be like high heels will almost be like a corset. Like, you know, back when I was younger, right. we wore shoes that pushed the back of our feet up by three inches. <laughs> right. And people would be like, why would you do that? It made our butt look good. You're like, what? Yeah. Um. So I wonder if that's going to be like the way we dress is going to be something that, you know, historians will talk about as a result, a direct result of the pandemic. Because as it stands right now, like nobody that comes into our office is business casual anymore. Like every, like no one is dressed up. Everyone's like in jeans and people look put together. And someone did make a really poignant comment that it's, it's not something that matters anymore when it comes to employees and employers. And I thought that was interesting. Then I got messages about people that have worked or currently work in environments with very strict dress codes. And I would like to exclude people that have to wear like the company polo shirt to work. Like that's not what I'm talking about here. Like Jake from State Farm with his red polo yeah, and his khakis like, or. That doesn't count. Yeah. Or if you're, you know. I sure. don't know, like anywhere where you'd have to wear, you know, like if you work at Honey Baked Ham and you have to part of the uniform, like I'm not talking about a uniform. I'm talking about a dress code where they tell people how to dress. And I think more often than not, it's geared towards women. It seems so antiquated. Does the, it? I the idea of a dress code for any job that isn't customer facing. It's like if you're a lawyer, so weird. you got to wear a jacket to a deposition. You know what I mean? If but you're a real estate agent, you got to look the part. But if you're in a cubicle all day crunching numbers. Like who cares what you wear? Who are you cares? doing your job? Yeah. Cool. Are you meeting your deadlines? Awesome. Like, you, Are your clothes clean? Do you stink? No, you're fine. But I think even some of like client meetings or meetings that we would have in my industry, if I wore like a suit, people would be like, What? That's yeah. weird. Like, why are you doing that? Anyway, someone messaged me and said that until 2015, they're at their place of business. I'm going to be very careful to not say who it is. At their place of business, women were required to wear pantyhose. Pantyhose? Until 2015. Pantyhose? Nobody wears pantyhose anymore, do they? No, not many people do. And what's the point of pantyhose to make your leg look tan? I think it's just so you don't have bare legs. Like the Royals always wear pantyhose, you know, like I think it's like. But the Royals don't wear short dresses or skirts. They're not short, but they're they wear it. I don't know. I think it probably in photos looks cleaner for them. I don't really know the point. I mean, I think in the 80s it was a style thing. Yeah. Because I remember my mom wearing pantyhose. Like she was a flight attendant in the, you know, 80s. And I remember that was like part of their their uniform or whatever. But it blew my mind. Like this is a company 
in Atlanta. And I'm like, 2015 is insane. Then I start thinking. Pantyhose is such a weird word. Isn't it weird? Pantyhose. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. But then I started thinking, isn't it weird that employers are enforcing dress codes at all? Like, one, do people not know how to properly dress for work? Like, I wouldn't show my stomach at work. But two, are people still enforcing dress codes? I don't know if people are enforcing it, but I think you, for legal reasons, you pr- the pantyhose thing is a stretch. But for legal reasons, I'm sure you have to have something documented in case you have to to bring it up, right? So you wouldn't want, like, even if you're an accountant, you wouldn't want a man or a woman in your department wearing, like, short shorts. You know what I mean? I'm just shocked that you have to put that in there. You have to, because if you don't, somebody shows up and they're wearing short shorts and you call me in the office and you're like, hi, Andrew, can I see you in the office for a second? Listen, I know those are shorts are great for going on a run in the 80s. Those are wonderful, but you are actually preparing taxes, doing people's taxes for them in 2022. So you can't wear those. And he'll be like, show me where it says in the manual. Do you think that law firms have dress codes or do you think that it's just one of those things where everybody does it? So it's just the style, like it's part of everybody trying to like fit into a group. Because when I pick out what I'm going to wear, I think of like there's kind of a status quo with what my coworkers are wearing. Right. But I'll bet. Like I want to fit in. I'll bet you have a dress code at work, like an official one. I kn- I'll bet that I did. I mean, I can't remember the last time I, I read a quote employee handbook. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets the employee handbook and they flip through it and find out what the vacation policy is and the sick days and <laughs> 401k match. Right. But the I am sure that it has to be documented. And I know we have a bunch of people who work in HR who will probably back this up. It has to be documented in some way because if you don't have it officially official, then you don't have a way to enforce it. Crazy. So you can have somebody show up. Do we have a dress code? Um, Yes. If you're a dog, you're not allowed to wear pants. And? If you are a baby. All dogs must wear collars. Yeah. All babies must wear diapers. Yep. That's our dress code. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What did one hat say to the other? You stay here. I'm going on ahead. It's a new year, which means it's time to get rid of things that don't serve you, like overdraft fees. When your checking account balance is running low, the last thing you need is an overdraft fee. But with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, you can save that hard-earned cash without paying overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. Make your first good decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit card score. Get started at Chime.com. Com slash upside. That's chime.com slash upside. 
banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank in a member's FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. See Chime.com slash me. You know, one thing I wasn't prepared for when I became a dad was the guilt that would come from giving Ellie food that's not perfectly nutritious. Oh, that is not an organic free range clementine. Um, hmm, let me see if I can find her something healthier. Those thoughts go into my head all the time and they suck because sometimes you just got to find something quick and fast and you just got to feed the baby. That's what's so cool about Snow Days. Brand new partner here on the upside. Snow Days is a snack or a food that's more nutritious for your kids, but it's also delicious for mom and dad. If you have an air fryer, it's ready in just five minutes amazing flavor from high quality and organic ingredients in these snow days pizza bites these are the pizza bites that you remember as a grown-up eating as a kid but without all of the junk they've got three flavors right now classic cheese veggie white and sausage they got buffalo chicken coming by the end of january they are certified organic certified grain-free and gluten-free grass-fed and free-range cheeses and proteins no preservatives no artificial ingredients no gmos no guilt and over one gram of protein in each bite. Use the promo code UPSIDE and get your first order delivered right to your door. Go to snowdays.com, that's S-N-O-W-D-A-Y-S dot com slash UPSIDE. Snowdays.com slash UPSIDE. Done is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD treatment more affordable and accessible for everyone. You know me, I am loud and proud about my own mental health struggles. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager, but it's something I've had to manage my whole life. As I started sharing about my struggles with ADHD, people started telling me their own stories. And one issue I've heard come up frequently is that people see someone who isn't a specialist in ADHD they're diagnosed, they're medicated, and then they're kind of left to see what happens. Dunn's board certified practitioners help you consistently through your journey and take extra time to get to know you and your medical history. Their goal is to find your ideal treatment plan 100% personalized for you and only you. Dunn is available in more than 30 states nationwide. Make your ADHD a strength with Dunn. Initial appointments are $199, but as an Upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just $99 when you go to dunn.callieandjeff.com. That's a $100 savings when you go to dunn.callieandjeff.com. ADHD done differently. Before you do three random things, can I just say one quick thing about a dress code? Yeah. That I... um. Totally forgot to tell you, but do you remember? We went to, uh, two days ago, check out that preschool, and I asked you, I texted you beforehand and said, is this one that Ellie's already been accepted to, or is this one that she's on the wait list for? Yeah. The reason I asked that is because I dressed nicer because she hadn't already been accepted. <laughs> like, I was already wearing- You I was, should dress nice anyway. You want to make a good impression. Even if it's not the first, you still want, you know- it, I was wearing a fine outfit. I was wearing like shoe, like like. I was, wearing, I was wearing shoes. That's wearing, the bar in this in I, this house. I was wearing shoes and very short running shirts. No, I was wearing shoes and and dark jeans, and I had it was a black hoodie, 
But I'm like, oh, if she hasn't been accepted, you know, I should put on a shirt with a collar and a sweater over it. And that's what I did. So. Do you think they were impressed by your attire? If she gets in, I'm taking the credit for it. Well, if she gets in, I think even when you go to school days and stuff like that, you know, what's going to be funny is when they have like donuts for dad or something and all the other dads are, are in like suits, in suits and stuff like police that. Police officers and whatever. And I'm wearing a hoodie that says the upside on it. I that has to- like lilies fur all over it. Yep. No, I think we have to um, step up our game because we are representatives <laughs> of Ellie James now. So That's we have true. to, it's not Ellie that has a dress code at 1022. It's us that now have a dress code for Ellie's parents. Yep. To be Ellie's parents. Here are today's three random things. Number one, the home icon for Twitter. Do you know what the home icon for Twitter is? It's a bird, right? It's a bird house. Oh, okay. Isn't that neat? Twitter? Get it? Tweet? Bird? Bird house? No? Okay. Moving on. Uh, My second random thing is prices at movie theater concession stands are so high that you're actually paying more per ounce for popcorn from the movies than you would for a filet mignon at a nice restaurant. That makes so that. Yeah. Before you say what I think you're going to say, let me throw a little disclaimer, like a little, what did you think little, I was going to say? What I think you're going to say is it's such a ripoff and they, no, I mean, it's, it's not a ripoff because you're not forced to buy it. Like you can go, you technically can go to a movie. I know somebody who used to go to, I used to go to movies with him and uh, it was back when I worked in radio. So we'd go to these screenings and stuff and we would always have to go to Auntie Anne's beforehand and he would get a pretzel and he would hide it in his shirt and take it into the movie with him because he refused to pay movie prices for snacks. I'm going to make an argument for why you should pay movie prices. Yeah. Um, because they are marked up. Popcorn in particular is marked 1,300% from the store value. Yeah. But here's the thing. Movie studios take 70% of ticket sales. So the movie theaters, like think about the movie Uh-oh. theater down the street. It's not making hardly any money from being a venue and having people charging people for tickets. Where they're making your money, their money is buying concessions, which is why you should buy the theater because you're supporting the theater. Well, yeah. You 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 don't agree. It's capitalism. If you want popcorn, buy the popcorn. If you if the only way to get popcorn at the theater is to spend 12 bucks on something that costs them a buck, so be it. Or you uh, you know, sneak your own in. But my point was you're actually supporting the theater when you're buying the food. So. Well, you're supporting any you're supporting the Flame Mignon restaurant. You buy a Flame Mignon too. Okay, that did not go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> my third random thing is in January of 1992, a shipment of 29,000 rubber ducks fell off a cargo ship in the Pacific Ocean. By 2007, they had traveled 17,000 miles around the world on the ocean's currents, and some are still floating in the open seas today. People have reported spotting these duckies in places such as Indonesia, Australia, South America, and the Atlantic Ocean, even the Arctic Ocean. So if you see a rubber duck that looks like it's been through quite a lot <laughs> in the ocean. It might be from that cargo ship that spilled it back in 1992. That is kind of a sweet story. I mean, I know it's pollution, but that's kind of a sweet story. And Disney or somebody needs to make a animated Pixar like, movie about all the ducks and where they go. About like two ducks that get reunited on the other side of the world. Oh, yeah. and those are my three random things. 
All right, Adventures of Ellie. I have a very specific question. Um, Adventures of Ellie, the She Loves to Take Things edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple Ellie we- is a thief. A couple weeks ago, um, one of the, the remote controls disappeared. I don't remember where I found it. I think it was in the, no, it was your lip gloss that ended up in the pantry. Yep. The remote control for the TV, I believe, ended up in the cabinet, like where the cast iron skillets are, mm-hmm. the cabinet in the corner. So I think that's where that ended up. Um, we've also found a dog bowl in the crisper drawer of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. vegetable drawer. We have. Um, just other random things. She likes to she likes to disperse things. And she Oh, fa- and we found I found uh the other day I opened a drawer of our cooking stuff. Yeah. Like we have, you know, chopping stuff and all these random kitchen gadgets and I opened the door to get something out and there was a, a sippy cup of her milk sitting in there and I didn't put it there and I don't think you put it there. I think she like put it away for safekeeping. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, "Oh, I'm going to find this later." She like, I'm going to put it in here. And she's funny because we have it's cute because when she is on one of her I'm going to hide something adventures or I want to find something, we, we've we put like the cabinet locks or whatever on all the cabinets and the drawers where there's dangerous stuff. But at you suggested leaving a couple of cabinets open where she can go in and – Listeners or me? Listeners. Yeah. Like the Like the Tupperware where we keep the plasticware or whatever it's called. Like she can go in there, whatever. So – I've watched her go down the line and test all the cabinets until she finds one that opens. And she's like, oh, here. And then she sets one of her stuffed animals inside and closes it. Anywho, (laughs) here's what's missing now. My car key. You still haven't found it? Still haven't found it. No idea where my car key is. I I have my backup key, but I have to go put a new battery in it because it hasn't been used probably in five years. So longer than that. I mean, I've never used it. So it's probably never been used since I've owned the car. Car's 10 years old. Yeah, the car 10 years. Ellie gets her hands on the key, loses it in one minute. So my specific question is this, because I think these will be entertaining calls to get. What is the longest amount of time that something your baby took was lost or that your toddler took was lost? Like, I want to hear from the people who lost their car key, right? <laughs> and then 10 years later, that car's long been traded in and we're driving a new car. They open up the, you know, kid's toy box or something like that. And way down at the bottom, stuffed in the, you know, butt of a puppet is the car <laughs> key. Or, you know, something else that disappears. Like you you are up in your, you know, bedroom closet and you put on a pair of boots that you haven't worn since two winters ago. And there's a can of mustard or a jar of mustard in there or yeah. something. Those are the stories that I think will be entertaining. 800-434-5454. And if you know where my car key might be, I would appreciate that input as well. I have a story. Do you want me to share? Or you want me to save it? Hey, you About share. when I was a kid? Yeah. Uh, my sister and I, my dad took a nap. It was a weekend where my mom was flying. She was a flight attendant uh, when we were growing up and she would take trips on the weekends so she could be home with us during the week. And dad said, you cannot have these frosted animal crackers. I'm going to go take a nap. So we said, okay. And I have a little sister and together we got them and we thought that it would be smart to take them out of the kitchen and eat it in our closet. 
because then we could shut the door and he would never know where we were, what we were doing, as opposed to just staying in the kitchen when he was napping. But it's neither here nor there. Sure. We leave them in there because we don't want to get caught because he wakes up. Yeah. When we moved, (laughs) we found it and there was like roach poop on the cookies and stuff like that. How many years later? I can't remember. It was like at least a year. Nice. Those are the stories we want. 800-434-5454. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I saw an article earlier this week that Tesla has did an update and they have like three driving modes. And which, first of all, I do appreciate a car that can update. Yeah. Because navigation systems like that don't update, like most cars, like mine, I mean, it's pretty much worthless. Like, not right. worthless, but the navigation, like, with well, mo- most phones, of it can't them, compete. Most of them do update, don't they? Do I don't update. I think so. I mean, XM updates, but I don't think that the, like, maps and stuff like that. I know. Not um, like Tesla. Tesla's, like, on the front end of, you know. I have a friend who is, like, a Tesla fanatic. Like, he, like, is on the wait list for all. Like, he just loves, but he posts about them all the time, mm-hmm. right? So every time a new one comes out, he trades in his old one, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, the updates that come, they, like, just in the middle, like, you'll just wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you can, like, remotely open and close your doors. Just so fascinating. And you get an email that says, oh, we updated last night. Here's what your car can now do. Fascinating. Crazy. So the last update, as I understand it, lets you choose how aggressive you want to be as a driver if you do the auto driving thing. Like if you turn on the self-driving car thing, you can choose whether you want it to be like slow and steady. You can choose whether you want it to be normal or you can choose if you want to be aggressive and like roll stop signs and all of that stuff. So who gets- It seems like a very Elon Musk thing to do. If you set it on aggressive and it rolls through a stop sign, do you still get the ticket? Yeah, you're the one that chose it. But you're not driving it. Mm, Still. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Hannah from Charleston. Jeff, you have got to give a warning if you're gonna play Baby Shark. I have a two-year-old glaring at me from my back seat because she only heard five seconds of Baby Shark and then it went away and there is no reasoning with a two-year-old who wants to listen to the rest of her Baby Shark. We need a trigger warning next time. Love you guys. Bye. A new year is always a great time to discover new things about ourselves and our interests. And it's just as important for the kids in our lives to make those same discoveries. With a KiwiCo subscription, your child can make new discoveries all year long. Kids can explore the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new places, and a brand new art and design technique all through seriously fun, hands-on projects. We got the Panda Crate for Ellie, and the thing I appreciate the most is the box comes with explanations from experts on why the box is important for her development, which is new to me as we navigate parenthood. I'm not just getting a box of things that are going to clutter our house. They actually have a purpose to her development, and I love watching her explore them. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. Redefine learning with playing. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code UPSIDE. 
Bomba's mission is very simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to somebody in need. Now, that's especially important in the middle of winter because homeless, uh, the homeless community is in desperate need of things like socks, socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested items at homeless shelters. And that's why Bombas donates one of those for every item that you buy. So there is a pair of Bombas socks for everything that you do. They come in tons of options. There's comfy performance styles for every sport and every activity that keep you moving. They take care of things like the little toe seam. So that's not going to bug you all day. And they're made with super soft materials. Pima cotton, merino wool, even cashmere. It's going to make them so cozy for perfect winter weather. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off any purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. One of the first things that the vet's going to rule out is that her anxiety is caused by anything physical. So they're still going to want to take a temp, want to monitor, want to see if there's anything going on in her body. So it'll just be like a going over, like, okay, all things are normal. How's she reacting? And it's a good, she's away from Jeff. She's in the vet. How is she reacting right now? And I'd like to give a big bear hug to the upsider who said, walk her every day. Dogs need walks. That was the best advice ever. Dogs need walks. Dogs need exercise. Dogs need, and a backyard doesn't do it. It doesn't cut it. I mean, a backyard is great, but walks. Hey, y'all. So I'm playing catch up, and I'm listening to the episode about touring preschools and how Jeff doesn't think that preschools are weird or Mother's Morning Out. My twins were 18 months old and my husband and I were looking for, you know, a few days a week, just a few hours to give me a little bit of a break. We walked into this place. First of all, we couldn't find an adult. There was like bicycle parts. (laughs) My husband found a kid standing on top of like a windowsill and I get it. It's more of a non-structured type of environment. I believe it's Reggio Emilio. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. And since we're Italian, my husband thought that was like a great idea. We didn't even do the tour. My husband's like, that kid has no pants. That kid's not wearing shoes. There's an upside down bicycle with parts and there's a kid on the windowsill. So we decided that we clearly needed a preschool that had structure, but it was just the most bizarre experience that I just couldn't believe that people would drop their kids off at a place like that. Anyways, hope y'all having a great day. Bye. I'm listening to today's episode, and you're talking about shaking hands and how it's gross, and I completely agree. Something happened today where I reconfirmed that I will not be shaking anyone's hand. I'm a pediatric therapist, and this patient of mine, he's so cute, he's little, and he sneezed like four times in a row. And the mom, she didn't even take her sleeve or tissue. She literally took her bare hand and just wiped his nose. I understand sometimes you just have to do that as a parent, but like we're, we're in an office with tissues. So she wipes his nose and then she touched my door handle. No more shaking hands. It's just really gross. 
Okay, that's my TED talk. Bye. Always try to look at the upside, not the downside. Mm. Look at the positive side of stuff and try to make it work. If you're feeling blue or if you're feeling down, there's got to be something that's going right somewhere around you. Right. Yeah, right. and it's really, right. it works. It works.